This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to another fabulous Tuesday night here on Manual Two's People Radio, Triple Nine AM with the Palmy Bride Crew. That's right, I'm Cam. I'm Andy. And I'm Matt. Alrighty, on tonight's show, uh this is a bit of a serious one, I guess. Um there is an article that we've got coming up. Unfortunately there was a shooting in Colorado. Um, so we will talk about that. Uh, we've also got LGBT Kiwis are more educated and better paid, according to some data that's just come out. Um, what have you got over there? It's RuPaul's birthday. Well, it was at the, at the weekend on Friday. Um, yeah, it's no biggie. Everyone has one. Oh no, this queen's really getting old. Um, and oh. oh. Oh, he doesn't know me. He would sashay you away on. for that comment. <laughs> I think you'd just be kicked off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably just get the single finger salute. Um, or As man. opposed to the three that you're used to. Or. <laughs> anyway, um, and also Broadway's opened a new museum. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yes. And, of course, we have a report. When you say a new museum, yeah. it's not the one that they do every Christmas, is it? No. So every Christmas on Broadway, they bring out a range of large snow globes depicting scenes from musicals, oh. like the musicals that are running. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. brunch. Uh, and I have basketball. Oh, you've basketball got, you've on got, the sport desk. You've just got, got a basketball. basketball. Just got a basketball. Yeah. All right. um, so all our music tonight in honour of um, the, the Queen of Drag's um, birthday. Um, is RuPaul music Alrighty I'm going to start with this one Because it is, it is a serious The others seem quite light hearted Compared to Alrighty A mass shooting At a gay club Gay nightclub In the US state of Colorado Has left five people dead And 18 injured The attack happened At Club Q In Colorado Springs On early hours Of Sunday morning Local time Video shared on social media show a huge police and emergency response with ambulances lining the streets outside the club. A suspect was found inside the club and was in custody, the police said. At the time, at this time and point, the suspect is being treated but is in custody, Colorado Springs Police Lieutenant Pamela Castro told media. Police declined to speak about the possible motive. Colorado F- Springs Fire Captain Mike Smoldino, Smoldino uh, said 11 ambulances responded to the scene after multiple 911 calls were received. Club Q advertises itself as an adult-orientated gay and lesbian nightclub, hosting theme nights such as karaoke, drag shows and DJs. In a, state on, in a statement on social media, Club Q said it was devastated by the senseless attack on our community. 
Our prayers and thoughts are with all of the victims and their families and friends. We thank the quick reactions of heroic customers and sub- that subdued the gunman and ended his hate attack. The attack happened on, trans- on the Transgender Day of Remembrance, which is observed annually on November 20. Club Q had been planning to celebrate the day with a drag showcase. In 2016, a gunman opened fire at the Pulse nightclub, uh, gained club in Florida, leaving 49 people dead and 53 people injured. At the time, it was the deadliest mass shooting in US history. Um, yeah. There's no yeah. words, really. I mean, y- you can think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure everyone's probably thinking relatively the same thing. So um, I think we should just go to a song. We well, this is back to my roots uh, from RuPaul, the supermodel of the world album. This is a special shot going out to my mama, Miss Ernestine Charles. Mama used to do people hair in the kitchen, press and curl, hot curlers, everything. I love you, mama. My hair is a revolution.
here we go. Welcome, welcome back to Pami Pride here on NPR, Two People's Radio. Um, you can find the show, the Pami Pride show. Um, you can get a, oh, stop it, vomit. Um, you can get a, you can get us on a podcast. Yes. Podcast. Type Pami um, Today, sorry, Pami Pride in your podcast app. Yeah. Or iTunes. And we should come up. Spotify. Um, otherwise, you can just go to the NPR uh, website and there'll be a link to us um, yes. on there. Yep. Um, so, yes. So, oh, RuPaul. Sure. We're straight it? into it. We're it's not American even going to. No. What? Oh, no, you keep going. What? No, you do this. Are every you having time. a moment? You do this every time. She's having a moment. Off you go. What is it? No. And what do you want to no. say? Off you go. Do you want to go and sit in the Off corner? you go. All right. Fine. So, American drag performer, actor and musician RuPaul. Um, Andre Charles um, has turned 62. Doesn't wow. look a day past 50. No, no. She's, oh, she's had saw that fella. She's had work done. <laughs> yeah, and some I hairs, don't think she on. has. No, probably not, actually. It's just good living and good genes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the good genes. There is a line, but I'm not going to say it. You no, know, no. no. Um, so some fun facts. Okay. His name Rue came from um, from the Creole soup and stew base. Rue, um, uh, RuPaul was crowned the Queen of Manhattan in 1989. Um, he was in a punk band called Wee Wee Pole, um, and Judge Judy is his icon. Doesn't surprise me at all. Um, he became the first drag queen to get a star on Hollywood Walk of Fame, and it's his darn birthday. I mean. The dude's done all oh, the two. The Queen has done so much. Um, so he was born and raised in San Diego, studied theatre at the North Atlanta School of Performing Arts. Um, he was crowned Club World's the Queen of Manhattan, as we said, in 1989. Um, he was in with the club kids, that, that whole scene. Um, achieved international fame with the hit song we've just heard, Supermodel. Um, his first future film was Spike Lee's Crooklyn, um, and he appears in more than 50 films and TV sitcoms. Um, I remember him in the Brady Bunch movie. Um, let's see, he recorded a duet with Elton John, uh, which we've played on this show. The, I'm not a cheerleader, but I'm a cheerleader one. I remember him from that, playing a oh, butch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Playing a butch. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, he signed a seven-year contract as the first face of Mac Cosmetics. Um, filmed a hundred episodes of the TV talk show The RuPaul Show on VH1 and did New York, did New York City Morning Radio um, radio show WKTU and published three books so far. I think there's actually more. Um, let's see. What else has he done here? Um, hosted NBC's Saturday Night Live in 2020. Um, five-time Emmy Award winner. I think that's that may be increased now too. Uh, Critics' Choice Award winner, Best Reality TV Host. Uh, named one of um, Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People of 2017. Um, and 75,000 people attend RuPaul DragCon annually. I nearly forgot there's a U in that word. Um, starred in the Netflix series AJ and the Queen. Such a fun series. Really good. <coughs> I wish there was a season two. 
um, which he co-wrote and co-produced with Michael Patrick King. Um, he presented, was presented with the start of the Hollywood Walk of Fame by Jane Fonda. Nice. And has more than 4 million followers on social media. And he splits time between New York, and, New York, California and Wyoming. Nice. Yes. And so when he was doing that radio show yeah. uh, is also when he teamed up with Michelle Visage. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, when Michelle she was Visage. doing it. Okay. Um, my favourite thing that he's done that I, I keep referring to and referencing with people I'm talking to yeah. um, is an interview with Graham Norton, and he has these phrases mm. that he comes out that's with. Right. Yes. And like, because I've started using them at work, and it's so funny the reactions. Um, someone said to me, Oh, what are you wearing to, what are you wearing to the, the bingo gig on 26? Which I mean, I don't see how that's any of your business, and just walked away. <laughs> um, or someone had come back from from a break and I'd be like, go on, tell her what you said to her face. <laughs> tell her what you said about to her face. Oh, just... They're great, great. It just so good, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I personally like the one who says, um, what other people think of me is none of my business. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And on that note, we're going to go to our next RuPaul song. It's from the American album. And it is charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Trust in the virtues of rhythm within you. Let your body tell the truth. Uh, uh, trust in the
We are back. Palmy Pride here on MP. Um, and two people's Andy radio. Was being filthy. Um, I was not. It was a yeah. story. It was about a movie I was watching. Um, yeah. You can find us on podcasts. Uh, it's it's all go. The podcasts are available. Uh, if you type in NPR, go to the website. Um, you'll mm. find our radio show on there. You can listen in. Um, I want to talk about an event that is coming up in like a few days' time. Oh. Um, so Malgrave have teamed up with the folks at Tamanawa. Oh, yes. Woo! At my work, um, mm. I'm quite excited for it because oops, oops, oops. Um, I do. I like oh my life because I I like doing the bingos. I like doing a Malga bingos, and I love Christmas. Um, so combine Christmas with bingo. Um, we are doing bingo. It the is glittery balls. It is the growing ups in Santa's cave. So you pay twenty five dollars. You come along to Tamanawa. Mm-hmm. You get um, you get to go through Santa's cave. Have a look at that. It's over a hundred years old. I think it's one hundred and five this year. Um, there's some really really cool stuff in there. There's a bit of history. If you're a bit of a history buff, um, you get to have a chat with uh, Prue about Museum in a Box for oh, Christmas. That'd be cool. So you get to have a look at some of the old advertising mm. that they used to use, some of the old wrapping paper. Talk about reminiscing about Christmas a little bit of the olden days. Very very cool. And then you come downstairs into the foyer, and you get to have bingo with us. Um, so do, do we get time with Santa? No, Santa won't be there. No. He's very busy this time of year. What if we brought our own Santa? Um, no. Um, <laughs> are you volunteering? Anyhow, I, I, anyhow, would, I would sit on his lap. Anywho, <laughs> tickets are $25. Um, are $25. For that, you get uh, you get to go through Santa's Cave. You get to have a chat with Pro about Museum in a Box. And mm-hmm. you get a snack platter on your bingo table. Um, you can buy additional bingo tickets for another $10 for three or $3 yeah. each. Um mm-hmm. And yeah, if you want to book for it, uh, you can contact the museum on 0800 4 uh, Museum. That is when the is number. Uh, 26th this I'll coming week. Saturday. This coming Saturday. It's Saturday. Yep. Yes. Okay. So I'm glad someone told me that. We will be going. We will so be there. 0800 4 yeah, Museum, go. book your tickets. Um, you can pay online or pop into the front desk and book with the team there. Um, I believe, can you just come along for the bingo and pay $10? Yes, you can. And for people who are going, that maths doesn't add up. Because for your $10, not only get your $3 bingo cards, you also get an entry into our raffle for a dollar. Cool. So so for $10, you get three raffle tickets, uh, sorry, three bingo cards and a raffle ticket. Um, It's all explained on the night how to play. It's really, really easy. We always have a ball. Um, having a good time, having a ball. Um, And it's going to be a good night. It's Christmas. Bingo, having a ball. It's... And she only just got it. <laughs> um, and, and it's a great night out. So right. book those tickets, 0800 for a museum or pop in and see the lovely folks at Manoa Museum. Um, and it's going to be great. Um, yeah, it's going to be Christmas. Yes. Can't wait. Christmas is so exciting. Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, wonderful. All righty, let's go to another song. Yes, this is uh, from the album. One moment. This is from the... Essential Volumes 2 album, uh, Jealous of My Boogie. Here we go.
That was RuPaul, jealous of my boogie. Uh, so we're going to go over to the sports desk now. Dum, 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 dum. That's right, Australian basketball players. The Australian basketball player Isaac Humphreys has come out as gay. Has come out as gay, becoming really think the about becoming the openly gay basketball very often, do you? Uh, no, becoming the only openly gay man playing at the top level of the sport. An interview with CNN, Isaac 24 announces I'm gay, which he says is a truth he has hidden for his whole life and wants to den- and wanted to deny. He explains that he's coming out because he believes I can be who I am in my environment and I can change the trajectory of how we view being gay in sports and be a role model. Speaking with uh, Amanda Davis, Isaac says saying it out loud is pretty mind-blowing and not something he saw happening. I feel it feels very overwhelming, to be honest uh, with you. He said he he details isolating himself for, from everyone in his life and reveals it was concerning what level I got to. Uh, once it hit me that this is who I am and there was no changing it, I couldn't change it. Uh, no matter how hard I tried, I fell into a very dark place and very lonely place. Uh, it's real. Hating yourself is real and it doesn't make you feel great uh, when you look at yourself in the mirror and hate every every single thing about you on the inside. Isaac also discusses providing a representation for people of all ages that they're not alone. Uh, I'm living proof that you can be that. You can be whatever you want. Isaac hopes coming out makes people realise they can be who they are in basketball and, in fact, any sports generally. I mean, whether you are gay or straight, it does not change the fact whether you can hit the cricket ball any harder um, or run any faster than the, rug, for the rugby Except for those ball. playing bridge. Bridge? Yeah. How so? Playing with the Queen. Oh well, this is true. Yes, <laughs> I do love that joke. <laughs> and on Sorry. that, and on that note, we're going to go to another RuPaul song. This is from the RuPaul Red Hot album, uh, and it is "Looking Good, Feeling Gorgeous." Here we go. How do I look? Looking good, feeling gorgeous. 
touch this skin, honey. Touch all of this skin, darling. You can't take it. You're just an overgrown orangutan. Uh, hand me my blackberry, honey. I got a test mess in my agency. No, not the escort agency, honey. The modeling agency. Okay, I gotta make those coins, girl. was looking good feeling good just by rupaul if you're enjoying this podcast in manawatu you could make your very own just like this one npr exists to help people like you tell your story or share your passion on air and online check out npr.nz for more information do you have days where do you think she has days where she just doesn't feel that fresh Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it probably comes as well at the end of the day after 10 hours of being under the lights recording too. Oh, sweaty, sweaty under boob. Yeah. I don't know how girls actually cope with that. (laughs) I find it quite stifling really. I don't know how how drag queens cope with the prosthetic boobs. Because they've got it. Got so, sweaty under those. Yeah, so I know a couple of people with them and they get sweaty and they get a bit suctiony. Ooh. Um, yeah. 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 Each to their own. I mean, as it is, I get sweaty, sweaty boobs with dragon. I don't have the prosthetic ones. Okay. Yes. Crazy. All right. Theatre lovers rejoice. Woo! There's one more reason to head to New York City. To get your fix, even if if it, even if Patty Lapone um, has quit Broadway, that's truly tragic. Uh, the Museum of Broadway has officially has she quit Broadway. Mm. The mu- well, she is she's a sage woman. <laughs> uh, the Museum of Broadway has officially raised the curtain, offering a, a winding, multi-level catacomb of installations, memorabilia, and interactive ex- exhibits. That really could sound like Tamanawa. Um, <laughs> and as you might oh, expect, don't get me it's started. Super queer also sounds like Tamanawa to me. We are super queer. The collaborative effort led uh, by co-founders Julie Boardman and Diane Nicoletti includes uh, contributions, among others, from Playbill, Broadway, uh, Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS, the New York Public Library for the Performing Arts, really? Oh. and the Al Hirschfeld Foundation, resulting in highlights from more than 500 individual productions from the 1700s through the present. Wow. Can I just interrupt? Mm. Uh, the three-time Tony winner Patty Lapone isn't leaving Broadway. She's not. Despite her recent move to give up the actor's equity card, which fans took as a sign of her impending uh. retirement, she says she's just taking a break. Um, but I think I have seen something about this um, exhibition uh, because they had a layout of a famous theatre. 
Mm. Um, but it was like a little miniature of it, and you mm. could turn it around to see the dressing rooms. And yeah, yeah. anyway, sorry. Okay. The 26,000 square foot space steps from Times Square, spans four floors, and includes a breadth of historical information and show specific exhibits from classics like Oklahoma and West Side Story to contemporary hits like Wicked and Hamilton. Visitors also get a sense of behind the scenes elements necessary to pull off a big budget production with the making of, broad, of a Broadway show exhibit. The museum will also program the special exhibits, beginning with the American Theatre, as seen by Hirschfeld, um, featuring nine decades of, of the iconic illustrator's work from 1928 to 2002. In addition, a new app developed for the museum enables visitors to Hirschfeld themselves to create a personalised digital illustration. Of course, no museum visit is complete without a gift shop. The Museum of Broadway begins and ends in its retail space, featuring swag from your favourite Broadway shows, a modest book collection, and some random um, soon-to-be collectibles like a, a, Grisella, a Grisabella T-shirt from Cats. That would be so cool. Um, keep it happy, keep it snappy, keep it gay. It's no secret that the LGBTQ community has been central to Broadway's evolution. The Museum of Broadway commemorates queer theatrical legends throughout the museum's highlight. Um, throughout museum highlights include da 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 da. Um, I am what I am, which is before you, there was a RuPaul's Drag Race, there was La Cage Fall. Um, and artist Kelsey uh, Montague, uh, known for her interactive street art, was commissioned to create a work for the Museum of Broadway um, honouring Tony, um, Tony Kushner's Angels in America, an amazing show. Um, the two-part play, Millennium Approaches and Perestroika, uh, subtitled A Gay Fantasia on National Themes, explores um, the crushing impact of the AIDS epidemic um, through the an otherworldly lens. Um, the Red Ribbon is the new syn- uh, synonyms with HIV and AIDS awareness. The Red Ribbon was created in 1991 by the Visual AIDS Artist uh, Caucus as part of, as part of the, uh, the logo for Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS. The Ribbon has become a powerful identifier in the theatre community. Um, dancers Mitchin Peacock and Tony Stevens gathered a small group um, to discuss the challenges of being a professional dancer. Director choreographer Michael ba- Bennett was soon brought in, um, and with Marvin Hamlish uh, on music and Ed Ke- uh, Kleban on lyrics, transformed their narratives into one of the longest running music of all times. And of course, that would be. A chorus line. Um, and, and Jonathan Larson's Rent, which loosely reimagines the, uh, reimagines the opera La Boheme in 1980s New York City, ran for more than 5,000 performances and helped launch the careers of Adina Manzel, Anthony Rapp, Wilson Cruz, and many, many more. Um, dozens of queer theatre artists can be found um, woven throughout the uh, museum, but none 
um, none has quite the impact of the legendary Stephen Sondheim. Sondheim, his uh, contributions appear throughout the early collaboration on West Side Story and Gypsy. Did he pass away recently? I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Museum of Broadway is located at 145 West 45th Street in New York City. Guarantee you will have a blast if you will go if you go there. Definitely one that I'd want to see. Um, they also do a sale, I think, once a year where they have shows that have finished up during the year or yeah. stock that hasn't sold, and they do um, a sale and the money goes back to charity. And I nice. think the charity is one of the ones you mentioned in there. Yeah, they do. They also do uh, Broadway equity or the equity shows. They do things like um, Broadway backwards. Yeah. Which is about the roles being reversed. Or, or, yeah, I yeah. think it's one of those ones in that the money yep. that they raise goes back to like – And Broadway bears. Or something. Yeah. So, mm. um, Which is a really cool idea. And I'll tell you what, what's an easy yeah. way of clearing out the stock that didn't yeah. sell and, well. and I've been to a lot of – quite a few museums now uh, over in America. And I'll tell you what, this one thing Americans do is museums. Yeah. They <laughs> – yeah. They actually are quite on point. So mm. if you're going, it would definitely be a good museum to check out. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's you should. I do. Out. I do want to go to the Smithsonian. Yes. It's like a cool. whole street of them. Uh, yeah. Like amazing. Uh, just <laughs> yeah. a stupid amount of stuff. Yeah. That sounds amazing. But you're out yourself. You can't help it when you see I'm Dorothy's slippers. pretty sure I'm out already. <laughs> but yeah. It's like standing there crying and there's a pair of... I'm pretty sure everyone in the museum heard him squeal. Oh, my God. Uh, And on that note, we're going to go to our next RuPaul song from the Stockholm mix. It is called... What are going to say? From the Stockholm syndrome? uh, It is RuPaul with Super Queen.
flying through the galaxy. Heroin to you and me. It's a guarantee. Make a wish and she'll set you free. She's a super queen. Take it to the top, you know she turn it out. She's a super queen. Making jaw drop, don't stop. That's what it's about. She's a super queen. Pussy gonna pop this bop. She rocking the crowd. She's a super queen. Hey hey. Public service announcement. No, no, <laughs> by the time this this little ditty They'll, goes they out, will have fixed it. Um, it was just a Facebook announcement. Um, yeah, that was worded weirdly. Uh, look, let's end the show on some good stuff. We've had some good stuff tonight. Um, I highly doubt that they're more educated, but that is life. Uh, new data from Stats New Zealand suggests it pays to be gay. Oh. And not in the OnlyFans kind of way. Um, but a rainbow community leader... Oh. oh uh, a rainbow oh. community leader questions how safe LGBT New Zealanders feel when completing the survey questions about their identity. Stats New Zealand's latest annual household... Well, that could have been worded wrong. Uh, annual household economic survey was the second time respondents were asked about their sexual orientation and gender identity. According to the data published on Wednesday, 33.9% of LGBTQ plus uh, people held a bachelor's degree qualification or higher. 6.2% more than non-LGBT population. Uh, Members of the Rainbow community earned $100 more after tax annually. Uh, then non LGBTQ plus population, then adjusted when adjusted for age. However, gender diverse people earned ten thousand four hundred less annually. Uh, Sydney Wong, Sydney Wong, a co chair co chairperson of the Christchurch Rainbow Group, Qtopia, said the chairperson of the ethnic rainbow and the chairperson of the Ethnic Rainbow Alliance said having LGBT plus data meant changes and challenges facing the community could be tracked over time. It also shows that the changing face of our rainbow community, for example, there was a decrease in there was a decrease in Asian data. He said it was timely reminder that the need for government agencies to work alongside local rainbow communities ahead of next year's census so we can ensure that we're collecting data in a safe way. It's scary not just to come out to yourself, your family, but to your government too, Wong said. Uh, It could mean the data is not reflective of our communities as it should be. Having the data is important, he said, uh, because it shows that LGBT plus people, especially those who are in ethnic minorities, 
that they weren't invisible and any negative outcomes experienced in particular groups could be addressed. When you see the data yourself, (coughs) you know you exist and you're not on your own. Mm -mm -mm. The upcoming census would be the first one in which New Zealanders were asked about their sexual and gender identity. People could also be asked what sex they were given at birth. Uh, Jason Utwell, Stats New Zealand Social and Population Insights General Manager, told staff last year that the sexual identity questions could be asked only of people aged 15 or older. The form could be completely privately could be completed privately online if the oversight of a household member was an issue. Uh, one person who spoke to staff anonymously admitted that they would probably lie when asked about their sexuality. They were still in the process of accepting their asexuality. The lack of absence of sexual attraction or interest in sexual activity and had only told a few people. Finding out how many of us there are and maybe seeing more services available sounds amazing, but things happen, things get leaked. And if for some reason that happened, I don't know what I'd do. They couldn't shake the fear out of some they couldn't shake the fear that somewhere there would be a list with their name and their sexuality beside it. According to Stats New Zealand Privacy Policy, data was destroyed once no longer needed. If needed, it was securely stored and only supplied to trusted researchers after several safety steps were taken, including removing identifying information such as names. The stats, uh, latest stats New Zealand survey captured information of more than 32,000 adults for the year ending June 2021. People in the LGBT plus population were 2.9 times more likely to experience daily feelings of depression, 4.2 more likely to have a disability. Some 58% of LGBT plus respondents were 18 to 34 years old. Wong said this could help identify where the country's rainbow-friendly services for elderly people, for example, were needed. Uh, at the moment, a lot of our national organisations focus on youth, uh, and that. Uh, but what about those getting into work and further training? Data like this could help identify what services are needed, not just how many were there. Um, any thoughts on that? Because I have a couple of. Well, I'm I'm really pro us collecting this information, and, and yep. I mean, I understand that there's this whole. Uh, thing around you know people's sensitive information and I, and I get that but it's also I mean there's so much data out there that you put out in the world anyway whether it be social media or, or whatever that people can access you know these this data is is held heldly tight by the government um, in comparison to data that is on social media and things you share and stuff like that. Why Why do you think that it's more likely that LGBT plus people are more likely to hold a bachelor's degree or higher, um, 6.2%? There was, there was a writer back in the 1980s, um, it was John Gonzorek, an American writer, and, and he's, he wrote in one of his um, chapters... In, in texts on um, same-sex um, practice in social work and other disciplines, said that we're often in a space where we have to work twice as hard to be half as good. Yeah. I, I did think along those lines where mm. do you think it is that people try and put more oomph, more oomph into it in the background to try and... Mm. 
Yeah, it, yeah. it's to the credibility. And I mean, it's, and, and from my union uh, background, the, the one where you see the gender diverse people specifically earn like $10,000 less. Yeah. And, and I would actually like to unpack that information more in relation to as how is that in relation to uh, people maybe transitioning yeah. while in the workforce. So, you and know, if there's a lot of downtime or outtime, that's a significant amount of money. Do you think money. that that's perhaps why they earn less? Absolutely. Yeah. I put it down. You know, if you think about it, we get paid 10 days sick leave. If you have to have 30 days off, yeah. that's two months of, of unpaid work. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, or unpaid leave. Why do you think, um, so just one of the numbers here, example, a tied in with that, members of the rainbow community earned $100 more after tax annually than non-LGBT plus population uh, when adjusted for age. What do you think that's about? I, I, there's, there's a component, I suspect that there's probably a component to this whole, you know, double income, no kids yep. situation. You know, yep. a lot of rainbow communities, you, you know, who... Don't have kids. Or have even the ability sing, to work. even single income, no kids. Mm. Yeah, you know, have um, the ability to do overtime or or, or freely yeah. earn extra money. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be nice to know what what was the work status of those people. Yes, yeah. as well. Uh, and, and I mean, the thing is, you know, are we comparing apples with apples, and also, are we breaking it down too much? Mm. Um, but the the, th- the thing is, if we want. Funding and resources for our community. Oh, we need to we get the numbers must there. Be doing the statistics, but there. I also totally understand that there are people out there who, I mean, for example, there might be people who aren't, you know, sexuality is fluid. Yes. Um, perhaps they're not identifying, or they haven't one hundred percent worked out where they're on on the mm. spectrum. And that's cool. And if you can't, you know, if you don't identify as anything particularly for the census, that's cool. And maybe the next time round. You do, and that's yeah. and that's cool. And then you'll be the ones who identify as straight men that sleep with men, mm. and that's cool. And we know those people are out there because you know we we've done a lot of work with the AIDS Foundation <laughs> around that because <laughs> they message you on Grindr. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, and and it's just yeah, and I encourage everybody to embrace the the you know filling out the census and, and helping us because this is the problem. We've had no real evidence of. What existence. Our, our existence and what percentage we are in terms of a community of New Zealand. And I think this yeah. census is a real good way to go. Mm. Yes, 15% of New Zealand identifies as queer or, or gay and or whatever I, we I want to I think it'll it. be a starting point to go from as well because I think people are going to go, you know, it, it could, like you say, 15%, for example. We'll just pull that out. So 15% of people this, this time around might go, yep, I identify as part of the rainbow community. And then... In 10 years' time, they'll be like, oh, well, 45% of them identify as part of the rainbow community. Mm. Now, is that just because there is physically more of them this time around, or is it because there's more acceptance and they feel more mm. willing yes. and capable and happy to, to come out to... Yeah, I mean, uh, there is certainly... There appears to be more out people than there were in the 70s. In the 1970s and 80s, I mean, we really reflected that old notion, you know, of Oscar Wilde's The Love That Dare Not Speak Its Name. And I think it was James Allen from Metro Magazine um, in the 80s or 90s who said we've become the love that won't shut up. Mm. Um, (laughs) We were becoming much more vocal, much more public. And that has a flow-on effect to people feeling more confident in the knowledge that they are not alone that there is a there are communities out there, to the, and I mean communities plural because I think 
I don't know if there's a singular gay community or LGBTQ plus community. I think there is a plethora of, of varying degrees. Yeah, of communities of interest and shared connections. Yeah, and we will support one another, but it can sometimes be on an issue by issue basis too. Yeah, um, but I think the potential for um, gathering together. Is is strong, um, and has become even stronger. I think in the in the early twenty twenty twenties, but I think lately, I wonder if that's happening as much when, when I see perhaps some of the stepping back in relation to our trans whanau. and you know there are others who are definitely stepping up, mm. but there are some who are visibly stepping back. And that concerns me, um, but I think we, you know, we have a, an immensely diverse range of people um, in this thing we call our LGBTQ whānau. Um and that's as it should be. We are an immensely diverse nation, and that's how we like it. You know, we, yeah. we like that difference and that creativity and the exploration of diversity. Alrighty, we're going to have to wrap it up there because we are running. That, that, where I think we're out of time. That we are. We've got the. We're going to play out to our last two songs um, of the evening. So go go to Tamanawa, buy some tickets for Bingo. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a great night, Christmas Bingo. Uh, come along. Oh eight hundred for a museum if you want to give them a call. Um, stay safe, stay proud, and we will see you in a week's time.
enjoy this NPR podcast, please consider subscribing. Our podcasts are available on all major podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify, as well as the accessmedia.nz app. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.npr.nz forward slash donate.